Hi, little D's. Welcome back to Barely Bearable. I'm your host. You know it. You already know. Danny Romanello. Come on. Um, this is episode 56. We're here. I just prepared for that podcast that I'm doing um, next week. It's, it's, it's going to be... We're going to talk about Scream, the franchise, and I'm going to be talking about the origin, like where where did they get the idea from, and the real murders it's based on. The Gainesville Ripper, of course. So that's what I did all morning. I prepared for that. So that was exciting. Oh, also, today's a snow day. We got like eight inches of snow. But honestly, at least we got eight, eight inches, if you know what I'm saying. What am I saying? Anyway, I didn't go to work today because it was canceled due to the snow. So I thought I would be productive. I ate a whole pizza. That's kind of product- productive, no? I am staring at my Peloton right now, and it has all wet towels and jeans and clothes on it. It's the most expensive clothes rack you will ever buy. Um, so the other day, I saw a picture of Mary-Kate Olsen walking into work, and she had her phone out, and I saw the screen was facing the camera, so it just, she was listening to music. So I photoshopped um, just my podcast on her iPhone, and people think it's real. It's not real. Mary-Kate's not listening to my podcast that I know of. Um, This guy I used to hook up with, like, wrote congratulations under the photo with a clapping emoji. So I'm like, he thinks Mary-Kate listens to my podcast. He probably thinks I'm doing pretty well. Um, I won't say your name, but thank you. Thank you for that. My girl my inspiration, someone who I look up to. I do love her. Wendy Williams. She's not coming back. Uh, Maybe at the end of February, possibly, but she has all sorts of people filling in for her. Sherry Shepard, which I have a story about her. Um, Michael Rappaport, and my personal favorite, Fat Joe. Yes, New York. So, um, I don't know what's going on with her. Is it a health thing or is it a mental health thing? I'm not really sure, but I hope she gets better soon. I've talked about it before. She went through a very public divorce and her husband, now ex-husband, got a woman pregnant and he was paying for this woman's house and this woman's Lamborghini. She was driving his Bentley that Wendy was paying for. Like, fuck no. That's why I'm like, no, get a prenup. And also, you shouldn't be marrying your manager for this reason. I'm talking to you, Wendy. Kelly Clarkson. Because um, if I were to marry my manager, I'd be like, hi, um, you're no longer my manager. You're my husband. So that's it. You, it has to be one way or the other. I'm not marrying my manager. Fast forward, I'm marrying my manager. Um, so yeah, I don't know who I would want to see guest hosts. Oh, I I suppose Rosie O'Donnell. I think Rosie O'Donnell would be good. But she's not mean enough. I think we need a mean celebrity, if you will. Maybe like a fun, bitchy drag queen would be pretty cool. Uh, I don't know who would else... Oh, maybe... Bethany Frankel already had a talk show. I'm trying to think of New York-based people that would be good. 
Uh, Leslie Jones, I think, would be really good. She's really funny, so I think she would do great. Oh, my Sherry Shepard story. So, I was a young lad. I was probably in freshman, junior, no, maybe a sophomore in, in college. I was my first year of living in New York City. Sorry, there's all this hair in my microphone, and it's very questionable. I don't know where this hair came from, from the body, and you know where I'm going with that. Um, so... My sister, my grandma, and myself got tickets to go see The View. And um, I forgot who was there, but I know for a fact it was Joy Behar, it was Sherry Shepard, and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. So it was towards the end of the show, and um, it was during a commercial break, and Sherry Shepard... No, it was a comedian. It was a comedian in the audience was like, does anyone want to ask one of these ladies a question? And I I raised my hand and the comedian vets you and asks you, what, what are you going to ask? And I said, I want to ask Elizabeth Hasselbeck, when is Kathy Griffin going to be able to come back? Because at the time, Kathy Griffin and Elizabeth Hasselbeck, they publicly hated each other. I think, um, oh, well, it all started because Elizabeth Hasselbeck called Kathy Griffin out on air and was like, you know, you talked about us and said really nasty things about us. Now you're on the show. And Kathy Griffin's like, well, this is what I live for. So, like, you're giving me what I want. And the audience went wild. So, sure enough, comedian hands me the microphone and I go, hi, my question's for Elizabeth Hasselbeck. And she's like, hi, yeah, what what could I, what, what is that? And I was like, when is my wifey, Kathy Griffin, going to be able to come back? And she gets enraged. And she goes, she'll never come back. Never. And the comedian rips the mic out of my hand. And I see I see Elizabeth just talking shit about me, pointing at me. And um, Sherry Shepard, at the end of the show, came up to me and goes, what did you say to her? <laughs> I swear to God, it was um pretty funny. I I, I guess uh, Sherry was probably talking to a producer or getting her makeup done, so she didn't listen to the question or anything, but that was my um, experience with Sherry Shepard. And I later worked for The View in the audience department, so full circle. I've been watching, speaking of Kathy Griffin, I've been watching her old show, My Life on the D-List. It is so good. So if you have, I guess... Yeah, it's on Hulu or Netflix. I bought it on iTunes. Yeah, I, I sometimes buy things. Um, I also bought an episode, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because it was the episode that traumatized me. So I decided to rewatch it. And yeah, it's terrifying. It's crazy. All the shows and all the stuff back then, how inappropriate it was. I remember, um, I think in Rugrats or Hey Arnold, they alluded to suicide and like talked about that and I'm like oh my god that's so crazy how we watch that as children so maybe that's my, my my generation is so fun but nowadays I watch TV and it's like oh this is what I want to say Beetlejuice is rated PG PG they talk about death uh, dying suicide they curse and it's just it's PG. Who who did that get by? That has to get through a lot of different channels for that rating to get on that VHS. Yeah, I said VHS. So, um, yeah. Nowadays, 
when these kids grow up, I think they might be a little soft, you know? Because we, we were bullied as kids, you know? And I, I think to a certain extent, it gives you character. Like, I think that's why I have such a big sense of humor because I went through shit. I didn't necessarily get bullied. I did the bullying. Sorry about that. <laughs> but um, I definitely... I definitely have been bullied. I'm not going to lie. And um, I think with trauma comes humor, in my opinion. So what doesn't kill you makes you funnier at parties. I'm fine with that. I like being funny at parties. Well, I think I'm funny. That's my that's my brag. That's my humble brag. I do. I think I'm funny. I may be short. I may be hairy. I might have flat feet. But I know I'm funny. So you can't take that from me, okay? Also, I want to thank one of my friends for listening to my podcast. He listens every week. Vinny, I love you. Vinny, so, so funny. Vinny was one of my first gay people in my age range. Age range? That sounds so weird. Age range. I don't know why I can't say that. Um, and he went to the high school in the next town. And um, I heard about him through my sister's best friend who was best friends with him. And you have to realize, I didn't know any gay people, really, in my age range. See, I said it again. And um, I would hear so many funny stories about him. And um, I knew he was obsessed with Cher. And um, as a kid, I loved Cher. And I thought he was the most fabulous person. And um, I really looked up to him. And I, I told him that recently, and I I just thought he was the coolest thing, and he fucking owned his shit, and I thought it was great. And I um I looked up to him. So thank you, Vinny, for everything. I dedicate this episode to you, Queen. I gotta get the fuck out of this area. My friends keep trying to... I talk about this all the time. Um, My friend in LA... Hi, Derek. He, um, he has an apartment in West Hollywood... And he's like, my roommate's moving out. Come on, come back to LA. And my other friend's like, hey, I can get you on a feature film. Uh, You know, there's a, what do they say? There's no right time to follow your dreams. You just got to do it. But um, if anything, I I do think, I'm giving myself till April. I'm going to make the decision if I should move to LA or not. I'm going to sell my expensive towel rack, my Peloton, and other other things. And uh, I'm looking around my room and seeing what I could sell. Oh, my God. The other day, so embarrassing. My grandma, when she passed away, I inherited her coins. And I was like, you know what? Let me do some research on them. So sure enough, I found four coins that I looked it up that they're worth $30,000 each. So I was like, oh, my God. So I told my sisters. I was like... Well, I'll get a coin. <laughs> then I, I um, reached out to this, I forgot, this auction place. And they're like, yeah, that's not the coin. I, I looked on a website, though. It said this is what it's worth. Then I, I looked at other websites, and they were like, yeah, it's worth $30. But I'm not kidding. I could even pull it up. This one website said it was the bicentennial coin of 19... I forgot what the, the date was. It was worth $30,000. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'll find it. So um, I got an, an email from a very snooty auctioneer saying that, yeah, girl, 
keep digging because there's no there's no money in that. But um, where was I going with that? Oh, so um, I may postpone this until end of summer because my friend has a floral business that I help him out with, um, and he does very well. And I I helped him out in the Hamptons this summer, and he's he just started really last summer, and now he has so many jobs um this summer and in the Hamptons and in New York. So I'm thinking I will do that and leave maybe in September. Girl, I need money. Okay, I I can't be moving out there with no money, and you know I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pay me car off. I'm gonna pay me car off. I don't even know what accent that was. But it's probably offensive. It was kind of Scottish, and it turned into something else. My apologies. Um, so, yeah. My friend Jeff. Hi, Jeff. I know you listen to this podcast as well. You're great. Love him. Um, he's the guy I, I went on a date with, like, eight years ago. And we turned out to be twins. So we called that shit off real quick. And we became friends. Uh, he is premiering his third um, short film, Deranged Maniac Dentist 3. It premieres tonight at 10 p.m. on YouTube. Oh, what? Oh, today's Saturday, so it's it's already out when this episode's out. But um, check him out. He's great. Love him. It's campy. It's fun. It's spooky. Love it. His name on YouTube is Jeffrey Martin Scott. And um, he's a couple million views. Like, girl, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, stick with it. You might be the next Steven Spielberg. And please, I would love to be in a slasher film. And I want to die like Drew Barrymore in Scream 1. We'll talk. Truly, my my dream is to be in a slasher film. And I want to, like, you know, be trying to open a door. But I drop my keys and the killer's behind me. And I scream like a woman. And you you can picture it, right? But I, I will say it. I, I talked about this before. I'm pretty sure... I would survive a horror movie. I th- I think I would. I know that's cocky, but girl, I, I listen to a lot of true crime. I watch a lot of horror movies. You know how um people are like, if you could have one person on your team, if this were to go down, pick me. I'm telling you, I'll get us out of there. We will end up at the Cheesecake Factory. We'll, we will end up with another friend. And we'll have a story to talk about. And we will survive it. Okay, so I'm there. I said I'm Sydney Prescott. I'm Julie from uh, what's that movie? I know what you did last summer. Although I think Sydney Prescott could beat up Julie from I know what you did last summer. Sorry, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Love you, but I said it. I'm gonna talk about this on the Obsessed podcast. That's the one I'm going on this week. Um, but there isn't that many. LGBTQ characters in horror movies, I noticed. You know, and usually, for gay men, their favorite genre of films is horror. We love horror movies. I don't know what it is. We love um, a strong female lead. I think that's what we love. We just love a strong female lead. And um, it's a shame. Although, uh, spoiler alert... In the movie It 2, um, a gay couple gets murdered. But um, you don't really see them in horror movies. Girl, I want to be in a slasher film. I know it sounded contradicting, but I want to be killed in a horror film. But I would survive a real 
horror scenario. There, okay? That's what I want to say on that. Okay, I wanted to talk about this. Um, my opinions on Joe Rogan. Um, I'm a comedy person. Like, I love comedy. I love comedians. I love, I love that. So, who, I love listening to the Joe Rogan podcast just for the interviews with comedians. It just feels like you're backstage with them, shooting the shit, and I love that. I don't listen to Joe Rogan for any other reason. I don't listen to him to get my news. I don't listen to him to get my COVID advice. I want to make that clear. I actually got in a fight with a friend because he was like, you like Joe Rogan? How could you? All this stuff. And I'm like, I'm only, I only like him for the interviews. So I'm reading this from Datebook. This is from a YouTube channel. And I'm going to talk about it. So the controversy erupted after Joe Rogan featured Dr. Malone on his podcast last month, not Post Malone. Uh, Malone has been banned from Twitter for spreading misinformation, but has become a hero in the anti-vaccine community for falsely suggesting that millions of people hypnotized into believing that vaccines work to prevent serious disease. So I'm reading this. So at the end of the day, Friday, January 28th, shares of Spotify were down about 12%. Um, that's billions of dollars. And uh, hashtags uh, delete Spotify and cancel Spotify are gaining traction on social media because of the Joe Rogan experience, uh, the episode. Yeah, I think it's irresponsible and super damaging to spread misinformation during a global pandemic that's killed millions of people. It just spreads like wildfire. Well, if Joe Rogan says it, he's he's a he makes a hundred million dollars a year. So I'm gonna listen to Joe Rogan. Do not get your fucking news from Joe Rogan. So Neil Young, the singer, decided to take his music off of Spotify as well, and he says. I realize I could not continue to support Spotify's life-threatening misinformation to the music-loving people. That's what he says. Oh, and he's 76. I think Spotify should give him an ultimatum and be like, listen, bro, you can't be spreading lies. You could give your opinion, but you can't be saying all this shit's factual. It's just wrong. Do I think he's going to get fired? I do not, but... um. I think he should have a stern talking to. Even legendary singer Joni Mitchell came out and supported Neil Young. She says, I've decided to remove all my music from Spotify. Irresponsible people are spreading lies that are costing people their lives. I stand in solidarity with Neil Young and the global scientific and medical communities on this issue. I do think the younger generation will support them, and I think, like, other artists are going to come out eventually, probably this week. What is it? It's the 29th. Yeah, give it a couple of days, and they'll be having their pitchforks out on him. I mean, it's irresponsible. You have this platform, and you have the ability to reach millions of people, and you're going to tell them false information? because you believe it, I just, and he's spewing lies with that doctor. Also, I have a couple of friends that work at Spotify. I'm just, out of curiosity, I wonder, do you have to be vaccinated to um, work in the office at Spotify? I'm aware that Joe's 
podcast is out of, out of his house in Austin, Texas. But I'm just curious if that's the case. Also, Howard Stern went in on him, calling him a fucking idiot and saying that he should be fired. I love Howard Stern. Howard Stern's great. People, people don't like him either, but I love Howard. Howard's great. Um, so that's my spiel on Joe Rogan. To clarify, I'm against what he's saying. I only listen to the Joe Rogan experience for the comedy interviews. I, like I said, I love comedians interviewing comedians, but I do not get my news from him. So let me make that perfectly clear. This next story is not surprising. So Sarah Palin was seen in an indoor restaurant, Elio's, in the Upper East Side. And um, she's famously not vaccinated, and she was eating inside. So the New York rules are, if you want to eat indoors, you have to be vaccinated. But if you want to eat outdoors, you don't have to be vaccinated. And of course, Sarah Palin was eating inside. So I do think the restaurant should be fined and shamed. Um... Oh, so here's the thing. So she was spotted eating outside of the same restaurant two days after she tested positive for COVID when you should be quarantining for five days. She should be fined. This is ridiculous. It's selfish, not shellfish, selfish, because obviously COVID just doesn't affect you. And this new thing is, this new COVID is super contagious and she probably killed everyone, <laughs> killed all the old people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. And she also said at a rally, I would get the vaccine over my dead buddy. She's just, she needs to be stopped. She's in New York for a court case. Actually, I don't know if you could go into New York courts unvaccinated. So I'm curious if it's going to be um, via Skype in that case. Go the fuck back to Alaska, bitch. We don't want you in our state or our city, girl. Also, not to mention the fake vaccine cards. They need to crack down harder because it's just so morally and ethically wrong to have a fake vaccine card. Just, I think you should get prison. I think you do get prison. And um, I don't want to be a part of that. I'm not into that. I just draw the line. This is a very COVID-packed episode. I didn't expect for this to happen. I just kind of sat down and gathered my thoughts, and I guess this is what I wanted to talk about today. So my apologies if you didn't want to hear about the COVID, and I don't care. <laughs> um, what I well, This is what I wanted to talk about. Speaking of vaccines, Moderna is in the early stages of developing an HIV vaccine which is huge because we could end AIDS in the next 10 years, which would be amazing. Um, there's a thing called PrEP you could take. It's a pill um, that you're, it's 99.9% it's effective that you won't get HIV um, via sex. Um, I actually take this pill for HIV prevention. In addition to condoms, take this pill and you're set. And also, this doesn't protect you against other STDs. This only protects you against HIV, which is a big one. So wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, but it's just for a precaution, because I don't want it. I had two cousins that died of AIDS in the 80s, which is terrible. 
and uh, they happen to be gay men, and um, I don't want to be a statistic, so I take this. And um, when the vaccine comes out and it's all approved and everything, FDA approved, I'm 100% going to get the vaccine. We could be the generation to end AIDS. This is huge. That's amazing. This killed millions and millions of people. This is like a medical episode. What the fuck? Why am I talking about all this stuff? But like I said, it's my show and I make the rules. So that's what I wanted to talk about. This next story literally just happened. I don't know if I believe it, but Erica Jane is dismissed from fraud and embezzlement lawsuit against Tom. Um, I don't believe her. I'm sorry. I think she had a good lawyer to get her this, get her off of this. Um, just there's a lot of stuff that just didn't add up, and I think that her husband was the scapegoat. And I do believe that it was his mess, but she, she kind of got involved because they're married. See, another reason why you shouldn't get married. Um, but it's kind of like, remember Teresa Judice? I do believe, I don't think Teresa du- Judice knew that her husband Joe was doing all these sketchy things. I don't. I think he was just like, honey, can you sign this? And she's like, sure, I trust you. But with Erica, she's smarter than that, I'm telling you. That's just my opinion, but I do think she knew, but she got off. That's what good lawyers are for. So we'll see what's next. Um, let's. It will probably play out on the next season of Beverly Hills Housewives. Maybe she'll write a book. Um, I'm very curious what's going to happen next. Speaking of Real Housewives, the new season of Real Housewives of New Jersey looks lit. It looks really good, but I will say, I think they need to get rid of Teresa. They need to get rid of Teresa and maybe Melissa. I love Melissa, but I just find that their storyline is just so repetitive. It's the same thing every season. They don't get along. They're sister-in-laws. We get it. But you know what? Teresa is divorced. She's on the prowl. She's dating that cute guy. So I say we keep her because I think it's a new storyline. This is what we need, a new storyline. So yeah, I'm happy about that. Also, I recently started watching, I've never watched it before, Real Housewives of Orange County. It's good. It's good. I hate Heather Dubrow, so I will watch any show that drags her so I'm I'm hoping that there'll be more confrontations and hopefully Heather Dubrow gets dragged I think she's not a nice person she's very pretentious and she was um I've seen her in person she was rude and she put her finger in my face I was somewhere I can't say where because I don't want to get sued and I was talking to one of her friends and I'm I'm at work mind you so I'm like not a fan I'm just talking to someone and um Heather comes up to me, puts her finger in my face, and says, excuse me. And she talks to her friend and, and moves her down. The friend was talking to me. She was very nice. She was talking about New York City, and she asked me a question, and we were just chatting. I wasn't holding her, and we were just probably talking for 60 seconds, maybe two minutes, but it was just quick. And um, Heather put her finger in my face, so I'm an into her. So drag her, people. Also, Ramona Singer. I heard nothing but awful things about Ramona Singer. Um, 
multiple people said she's rude. She's just nasty to waiters. That's my thing. If you're nasty to waiters, like, don't come near me. I think it's disgusting. I, um, I went out to dinner once with a girl from my college and, um, she was so disgusting. I literally got up and left and she was shocked that I left. She was, why did you leave so abruptly? I'm like, you're repulsive the way you talk to people. I can't be associated with you. And I walked out and I apologized to the waiter and I was like, I'm leaving. This is my like second time hanging out with this girl and my last. And, um, after that I saw her in school, she looked at me with her head down, bitch, don't look in my direction. Do you do not treat waiters like that? I think everybody should have to work in the service industry at least once. So you know what it's like, but this girl is very privileged. She didn't know her ass from her elbow and she lost me as a friend. So there's that. Um, this is like a couple episodes back. I talk about, I got fired stories and, um, yeah, I got fired at that restaurant, Bar Taco. What up, Bar Taco in Portchester? And, um, it was not a lovely experience, but hey, I work there and I have a new appreciation for waiters. I've always appreciated them, but I'm like, you guys are angels. I wasn't even a waiter. I was a hostess, <laughs> but I can't even imagine. So hug your waiters and tip them 20%, please. And just like that, guys, you're getting two episodes this week. You're getting an episode of uh, my show, which is this. And I'm going to post um, the show from Obsessed about the Scream um, episode. That's going to be the Scream episode. So um, it's going to be fun. I was like, I got to get something done today. So I'm happy I got to do my show. I did the notes. I didn't work. I just didn't want to work out today. So I was like, what could I do besides work out? I could work on my show. I could write some notes. So um, thank you guys for listening, little D's. I will see you guys next week with a new episode of the Barely Bearable Podcast. Uh, get vaccinated and get penetration. Bye.